This is a podcast about just opinions. Hey, yo, this is what it is. This is what I think. We all have kind of outlandish takes. Like, don't at me. If there's other freeform stuff that comes with it, we cover that too. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. We're live. Don't at me. What is it? Uh, fr- Saturday night. Recording this on a Saturday night. How are y'all feeling today? Got Jock and Gary in today. Chance MIA. Yeah, what up, people? You know, it's your boy once again, DLC. <laughs> your boy once again. <laughs> Chance MIA. It, it's the first time on the podcast, but I doubt, highly doubt, it'll be the last time. Literally don't know where he's at. Got Jock and Gary in the house. Gary, how you doing today? Man, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Hey, got, man, I, I just want to say, man, like, shout out to these mics, bro. This shit is super official. It's cool, you know right? I mean? We each like, have our own is, mouthpiece now. Yeah, man, shit's cool, man. Like, humble beginnings. Like, now, like, shit's, like, really, you know, moving forward. Well, we started with the uh, the mobile stew, you know, and uh, we'd go post up at Spots Park. We would uh-huh. record there with the one, what, snowball microphone with all the cars getting broken into <laughs> yeah. y'all yeah y'all's almost got with busted a, into like real like re- at first you were kind of joking about it like oh <clears throat> hey y'all might want to move y'all's cars or i think jock even said that right yeah. when i parked I you're like bro right. hey hey move your shit i was like all right whatever i didn't think so much about it cause i think i'll park like a block down right so i ended up linking up with jock he's like hey move over here towards me what's crazy is even those spots were still about three or four blocks or no a few spots away from you to the point where I think bold. your car was facing the opposite bold. direction. And two dudes were so bold to where, like, they dead ass. After we parked, had the nerve to, like, literally make full rotations around both of me and Jock's cars. They said they were trying to appraise your trade, though. Yeah, they're asking nah. me for actually auto insurance. Like, hey, man, you can make your insurance a little cheaper. <laughs> they were like, nah, they were like, uh, to break in. They were like, hey, do you have Comcast for your internet? <laughs> Don't you hate that? Yeah, I do. God, Walmart. Man. You know what I say now? I just fuck with them. I say, Oh no, I'm in a uh, one of those minimalist colonies. I don't have any internet. I have consolidated. And they just get kind of confused. They don't really ask me any questions. Or you like, can well, say, right, "Have a nice day." Yeah. You can say you're Mormon. Could work. Mormon. You got to wear like the clothes and everything. I find that offensive. <laughs> Nowadays, they'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I get it. I'd probably win some kind of lawsuit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the uh, Rockets Lakers game playing in the background. It's first time we've spoken since uh, last week. Last week being the Chiefs Texans game. Yeah, so, let's not talk about that. That's I, that, that know, was crazy. <laughs> the reason I bring that up uh-huh. when the game. Look, I know this isn't breaking news because it's been a week now, but I've even thought about it more. Pivotal moment: Texans are up twenty-one zero. Mm-hmm. It's fourth down. They kick the field goal. They go up twenty-four on the thirteen. I would have gone for it there. Yeah. It, what's crazy is uh, I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking when, like you said, it's it's a pivotal moment. You're up 21-0. I mean, they, at that point, I guess they're thinking take the points, playing a little more conservative right there. But why would you play conservative at that point if the and next drive after a KC score, you're going to decide to go for it on your 30, four, I think fourth and three? Something so, like that. didn't make any sense. Well, so I was listening to uh, – What's it called? The GM Shuffle, Michael Lombardi podcast. And he was saying his take on it, it looked like O'Brien thought they had a first down. So he was trotting the offense out there for a first down play when all of a sudden he realized it was fourth down. 
and he says, "Oh shit, calls timeout." And he kicked the field goal. Didn't even think about it. He was he was determined to score on every possession right. that he could, taking the points. Yeah. Which Me, honestly, yeah. I would have gone for it. You know, I know that that's like a lot of fans. Oh, go for it, go for it. You know, and and he was even saying like, look, that. They never decide. They never even thought about going for it from his estimation. Mm-hmm. But to me, there's just something mentally different from a 24 point deficit versus a 28 point deficit. Yeah, yeah. I've sure. seen so many Facts. teams come back from 24 down. I don't really recall many coming back from 28 down. I mean, yeah, you have Bills and Oilers, whatever. But there's just something mentally. I think if you're four touchdowns down. Your asshole a, clinch is a little bit tighter. It, it, it's, it's a little more twenty-four-zero <laughs> yeah, because that's it. technically three possessions. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, that's three touchdowns. I think it's more of like a like a dagger shot in the yeah. NBA. It's kind of ices the game early. Yeah. And also, you have Mahomes, and you know, I'll be honest, man. He, he's one of the greatest younger quarterbacks that's that's coming around now. As far as like right arm strength, his you know intelligence, everything. Like he's a pretty good dude. So like. If anybody can come back, he will be the one to bring them back, you know. So I, I had a feeling. I was like, you know, they're up 24-0, right. but, like, something felt funny, you know. And, and it was then, fast. A couple of reasons I would have gone for it. One, if you fail, they're on the 13. Yeah, they get a momentum flip there, but you don't put the ball in a dangerous return man's hands. Hardman set up that the comeback. True. That return. That's like a I mean, 54 that was a, yard return. Yeah. It was that was you know, and then they score like what two plays later. Yep. That was quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Then the next possession, like you said, the fourth down, mm-hmm. where they didn't go for it, or where they did go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. Like you said, like the philosophy change was just kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. The big problem that he had there, according to Lombardi, was more of a personnel issue. It was more of okay. Had you had somebody else out there that could have broken one tackle, that play is huge. There was I thought he was gone. When yeah, he hiked he the ball, a, I was like, oh, yeah, he, shit. He did, he did look wide open. It was, it was nothing but green grass. And so. that dude closed in on him. I didn't see um, – I, I wasn't paying attention to it much, but apparently he was running a lot before. So he kind of gave it – he kind of had his tell. Like he kind of gave it away. Um, and that's how that Sorensen was able to find him. But then next thing you know – uh, they're down on their what thirty? Yeah. About to go With in right, a bunch yeah, right of twenty-four, fourteen. Once they scored, then it was over in my head. I was like, "Yeah, they're gonna find a way to come back." Because sure enough, guy fumbles the next play, and which how does that happen? Like yeah. when they when they popped, oh boy, and the ball just like magically. I just had yeah, a feeling like yeah. when it flew up and the Chiefs guy got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even surprised. It was just like, oh, of okay. course. Here, here we of go. Of course, like if. If it would happen, it would happen to the Texans. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not <laughs> – which is, like, yeah. it's bad. But, like, I, uh, for one moment I thought, like, okay, <laughs> damn, Texans are about to do this shit. They were scoring fast and shit like that. But then something hit me, like, you know what? The Chiefs are not going to stay down for long. They're going to mm-hmm. turn this shit around. So you should try yeah. to score as many points as you can. So, yeah, I feel like uh, Brian should have definitely been more aggressive with his, his play calling, you know. He tried to be a little conservative on the – yeah, uh, that one aspect. I'm like, come on, bro. You're you're playing the Chiefs, and there's just you're no. Right, you're, you're already underdogs at that, you know. So Texans to me just don't have an identity. There's tons of talent, but it's you know, it, it's like just put the ball more. I, I feel like they don't. The play con's awful. I yeah. mean, you can always say let's fire O'Brien, get somebody else. Isn't My O'Brien? Question, the, isn't he the GM too? Though he's set. He's yeah. a made man yeah, right he's, now. He's not leaving. Yeah. yeah, but my thing is like. 
okay, he's fine. People always point to, oh, you know, they won the division, what, four out of five years? So give him credit for that. Sure. But like Ron Rivera in Carolina, I feel like you can have a pretty good coach that just still isn't going to give you enough to get you over the hump. And that's what I feel like with O'Brien. I feel like his biggest problem is understanding the ebbs and flows of the game, you know, managing the game, knowing what you have in front of you. I feel like he's just – He's not a great decision maker, and to me, that shows in the most pivotal of moments. Even against Andy Reid, who people are critical of, Andy Reid, he's, he's he's notorious for for choking in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. And so this time, you know, I was kind of torn, right? Because Andy Reid's been in the game for a while. We all know him with the Eagles, how he had his, you know, run Don McNabb and uh, Michael Vick, you know, may have it. And so to see him actually, like, okay, like he may legitimately have like a chance to to go further than what we ever seen. Like that's that's pretty dope. Just for me being this old school like NFL fan, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean the I mean Donovan McNabb, T.O. Eagles. I mean they made the Super Bowl. They got spanked by the Patriots, but yeah. still win. But the Patriots are no more now, as of right now. Well, they'll they'll bounce back. I mean, I just can't see Brady time going tell. anywhere else. I mean, I think right now he's trying to hold their feet to the fire, give me some weapons. There's really not many alternatives out there that I think are as good or better than the Pats. I mean, you could argue maybe the Titans, but I think they'll keep Tannehill. That's not to suggest that he's better than Brady, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have somebody that fits the bill, they fit the bill. He's definitely right. like, he, he played for his contract. Next he year, earned so. it. He earned it. You know, the Colts... Are another one that I would say, hmm, that'd be interesting, but I can't see him going to Manning's old house. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's not going to do that. And speaking on the Patriots, just to kind of like like a side note, you guys should check out the uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary. On, I haven't uh, seen it yet. I, I heard you watched it? it? I watched it. I that shit is it. fucking crazy. Yeah, a lot of people at work were talking about it. He was fucking fucking. Oh, boy. Like, boy pussy? All pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, both. It's like, damn. So but they, no, like, they like, show like, that in there? I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say too much. You know what I mean for the viewers out there and listeners. Like, you just need to watch it, and it'll give you like a different like perspective on things. I still don't feel bad for him at all for what he did if he did yeah, do that shit. But he had a fucked up like upbringing. Mm-hmm. Not, I heard it was his dad. He wasn't brought from the hood. He stayed like in a good area. First of all, suburbs of Florida, suburban. Yeah, a good area. It just the people that are around him. That, that's what fucked him up. That's know? usually what it is, and I mean, I get it. Like you said, I don't at all condone it but i mean i get look you know i i don't know his story but i can easily see you know you can be in a suburb situation where you might get picked on or bullied or something like that mm. and you're trying to find somebody anybody to posse up with well here's the thing he didn't change until he went to florida that, that's when he started fucking changing he started yeah. hanging around different people there mm. like when his dad, when he was at home, like, he was good, but it's like he didn't have enough positive support, like, around him. Right. So he wasn't making, like, he was making irrational decisions with stuff, and nobody was, like, stopping him, like, hey, boy, you need to chill with this right. or whatever, you know? So that that's a lot that played a part in it. That I mean, that whole story is nuts, and it's it's crazy to believe that it was, what, seven years ago He was now? only 22 or 23, bro. It's insane. And, I mean... Can you imagine being that young, getting paid that much money? He was set, and I mean, yeah, he, he I think he just signed. It, it, matter of fact, he just contract. signed. Yeah, he just signed a, like a max deal with the uh, with the Patriots. It was that like a year, five year, year before something ridiculous. Yep. And I mean, it's like Im- to imagine know you have all of that future in front if, of you. If you think about it, um, if that Aaron Hernandez situation didn't occur, would there ever be Gronk? The Gronk legacy that it is today. If you think about I it, I don't know. It would have been split. It, it would have minimized it. I mean, it, it would have it it cut it in half. You know? Half, half 
touchdowns. Now, I will say they were used differently. You know, the way that they used Gronk or used Gronk at the end is how they used him in the beginning. With Hernandez, they would start. They started getting kind of creative with him. They started treating him more like a weapon. Mm. And this sounds kind of silly, but I feel like they like would almost, a Taysom Hill. I was just gonna say, just yeah. like a Taysom Hill, where you know he might get a handoff, he might be in the backfield as a as a running back, but he's actually going out for like you know a wheel route. A they started doing some of that, and I mean he was much more of like a you know receiving tight end. But yeah. it's crazy to think. I yeah, he's he like a hybrid for sure. In the t- in the in the Super Bowl, you know, against the Giants, Super mm-hmm. Bowl uh, in 2011. Can you imagine the, the time that he scored in a Super Bowl? I think he wasn't even legal yet to drink. I think he was like 20 or something like that. That shit Probably blows my mind. Like that, right? It blows my mind, like, the amount of talent he had. Yeah, of course, he was a fucked up individual because stuff that played out in his life. But football fucked him up, too. When you get hit that many times in the head, CT, CT is fucking real. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's an excuse, but that shit is it, it's really You know what I feel like issue. with the whole CT thing, though? The thing that I feel like is the most underrepresented? People never want to talk about, like, opioid abuse. Like, they'll talk about, oh, all these Max. hits to the head. And, yeah, hits to the head are mm-hmm. awful. You know, I, I mean, you get CTE from that. But if you think about all how these, these players are coping with these injuries. Yeah. I or, mean, like, you know, like, think about exactly, while Gary. they play, they're in the back at halftime getting shots Shot or whatever. Ups, yep. mm-hmm. You know, and then they're back out there. Taking pain pills. I mean, shit, look at Favre. He got kind of hooked on them for a while. Mm-hmm. He did. And, yep. you know, people that get addicted to opioids – I mean, I'm no science expert or whatever, but, you know, people have withdrawals. They'll have those bad thoughts, you know, those reckless thoughts. Yeah, you, So I think, like, a lot of the suicides, I feel like, might be more attributable to that versus CTE. I'm not saying that CTE doesn't cause problems, but I feel like people completely ignore the opioid the side abuse. of it. No, so, you, you're right. You're definitely right. And with that being said, would you say that Ricky Williams was actually ahead of his time? If you think about it, he was the biggest proponent for medical marijuana. You know what? Yet, yes, I um, I remember watching. And he was treated. He was treated like he was a pariah. The like he yeah, was like, oh, this dealer. guy's a thug. Yeah, a druggie, and he ignorance. wasn't at all. There's at all. ignorance. He was you know? a smart man. Well, I remember watching the um, was it Thirty for Thirty or some E60? Yeah, One of those they did on him and his whole mm-hmm. life, and you know his desire for. Uh, medicinal marijuana and just you know fighting for what he believed in mm. and at the time he retires and people are like oh what an idiot how do you leave all of this behind yeah for, for weed for weed <laughs> you know but it's it's more fighting for a lifestyle fighting for what you believe in mm. fighting for his you know not even religion mm. but just kind of his own zen. his own culture his own like you said like what he feels that's right in his heart you know and his at the end of the day you, you're living for you NFL is not forever. It's one wrong hit, right. one wrong something, and you're fucking done. So, honestly, I recommend people that retire early, like Marshawn, uh, the Keekly. guy from Keekly. Keekly as well. well yeah, yeah. is that kind of crazy? Calvin Johnson, crazy. Barry, Barry Sanders. Johnson. Barry Sanders was the first. And there was a guy from uh, crazy. the 49ers, forgot his name. He retired Patrick early. Willis, Chris yeah. Borland. Yeah. Chris Borland, yeah. Both of them. I mean, that was... Mm-hmm. It's crazy the uh, early retirees. Um, I commend them based on all the like you said, like the concerns for their health. Mm-hmm. They want to have their head when they're older. You know, I but, get all that because they know that at the end of the day, they're just an expense. You know what I mean? Like they're right. NFL is a business. So if something were to happen to them, you think the owners really care? Like they care somewhat, but not really because they're they're expendable. They just get somebody right. else. 
from college or whatever, and bam, replace you. And it, I mean, as pragmatic and and uh, just flat out cutthroat as it is, any business kind of sees it that way. You know, somebody quits. Hey, we can't hold their feet to the fire. We can't keep them here. We can't bind them here. You know, so if they want to go somewhere else, they go somewhere else. So in a way, you almost do treat it as an asset. You know, well, we need somebody to fill this role. We need to, you know, come in and bring in candidates for who can be our next receiver or running back or who or whatever. So, I mean, the second one is kind of no longer ready or can't do, get the job done anymore. They cut them loose. It kind of does mimic a corporate environment to a sense where – Hey, you're not getting the job done. As cutthroat as it is, this is a job at the end of the day, and you're really not fulfilling your new, your duties. That's why I respect Le'Veon Bill. I respect everybody that's really trying to get the bag. And like, you know what? I'm going to get the most money I can. I'm going to squeeze as much as I can out of y'all. Because right. I know y'all don't really give a fuck about me when it comes down to it. Like you said, like living in yeah. America, every company, no matter what, profession it is it's all going to be the same in a, in a realm like it's a business the wheel's yeah. going to keep spinning regardless whenever you do because you live in america you know it's very capitalistic out here of course you know so that's just how it is i think he i mean i i'm fine with him on that on that uh corner that stance but he made the mistake because he lost money he's never gonna get again <laughs> you know i mean he he ended up getting but but, but he's tried to stand with something that was right, right though you know right. so yeah but i hear you i hear you what was it? Uh, David Irving was that was uh, was that the Cowboys guy that retired before the season started? I'm actually not too sure. We have got to look that up. Maybe you know some of you viewers was, can look that up for us. I think it was what this time last year, where David Irving retired because yeah, he got yeah, hit for a test. Right. He said, no, "I'm no, just going to smoke." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was before. I think that was right before last season. I think and, it was. And you know what? Honestly, we don't know what these guys are doing with their money as well. So they really could right. be investing in other shit. So that's why they're good. Like you know what? I already made my investments. In several things, I have money saved up. Like I'm straight. I don't need football. Right. When you get to that point where you like, I don't need this shit. That's when you're like truly living. You know what I mean? Where you don't have to like work necessarily. You right. Know? So I I commend that. You know, I'm trying to that level right now. Well, actually. and the crazy part though is these guys nowadays. You know, well always. I mean, it's like that that thirty for thirty documentary uh, for broke. You know, these guys are eighteen. They never had money. Or you know you're 18. Think about it. Think of, yeah, think of the value true. of like 400 bucks. When you're 18, 18? bro, you're gonna spend money, I, bro. If I was 18, I was spending on so much dumb shit and jewelry, yeah. and it's like because like your mindset is different. You know, we don't mature as fast as women. We're right. still childish. It's niggas that's 30 and above who's still childish as fuck. You know, so I mean, think it about is. it. Like when you were th- when you when I was 18, hey, if I had 400 bucks, I was rich. It's like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with 400, 400 I mean, bucks. Especially as a college student, like, I, I would make $50 stretch. Dude, I, I wrote for the school paper at Sam Houston, and I think I got 25 bucks per issue. We did two issues a week, so that's about eight a month. Yeah. So what is that, like, what, 400 bucks? Not even? And I, 200 bucks, right? And that was enough. That was all I needed. I was like, man, I can get groceries with that. So think about if you just get millions, millions. All of a sudden, imagine if you're 18, you have a million bucks a year. These They're getting double digits, 10 million. And then you're just like, what do I do with this money? And they just spend it, spend it, spend it. Yeah, but it's, now it's, I think it's a lot there's to deal so with. much more exposure. There's so much more understanding of all that that people are just like, 
well, we're wiser now. You watch people like LeBron and how they come in and they create more of a brand, not just like I'm here as a player. It's more of, hey, I'm building a brand. So that's kind of, I feel like, the new wave thing, you know? Yeah, I think they were, uh, I think uh, TNT was interviewing Shaq and a couple other players and talking about how, like, if they had social media back then, like, how they would have been able to make so much more money by developing an actual brand. Like, you yeah. said, LeBron with that brand name. Imagine Jordan with Twitter. <laughs> like just oh, Jordan would have been so petty. He would have been in so much, like, shit, I feel. Exactly. Because he's, that nigga was very competitive. Yeah. That Negro, excuse me, <laughs> was uh, very competitive, you know? So. He was so petty. That would have been fun, though, just to see him, like, yeah. bro, the dream team having, like, a Twitter and social media. Oh, my gosh. That would have been fucking. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I mean, think about how many players then would be self-destructive the way that Kevin Durant is now. I mean, the way like he burner plays. Burner accounts. Burner accounts. Look, nobody's ever questioned dude's game, but he's emotional as hell. He does weird shit like, like you said, creating burner accounts, things like that. Like, who else would, would destroy their career that way? You know, the way that he pot- – not even that he destroyed his career – but you know his his reputation. People think he's just a whiner, complainer, you know, soft, whatever, because he has burner accounts. <laughs> think about you know back in the nineties, who would be like that, you know? Bro, I would have loved to see Dennis Rodman. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Man, been posting some like Dennis one Rod- a.m. pics. <laughs> I know he, that nigga party. That Negro partied, bro. He partied. You um, know some of the stories like he would go play a game. I think it was Kevin Garnett was telling the story where. When he was a rookie, they beat the Bulls or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they were feeling all hot shit because they beat the Bulls. Yeah. And uh, he said afterwards he went like to the gym or something like that. Dennis Rodman came in, and he was wearing like combat boots. And he was running on the treadmill. <laughs> and he said he was working out after the game, and he was like, yeah, man, this is how you got to get that you know blood pumping or whatever. Keep, keep that momentum going for the back-to-backs or something like that. Yeah. But he was also that type that could do some shit like that. Go out that night, and drink, drink till six a.m. Whatever, get no sleep, play the next night, and get a double double, like ten rebounds, ten. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy, like, man? Steals, Speaking of that, like, like six. Mike, you know, just like touch on what you're saying right now, or piggyback, excuse me. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the Aaron Hernandez thing for a second. I didn't understand how you can murder somebody and then just come play the next day like ain't shit happened. Like that shit is wild to me, bro. So when that shit broke, I remember, you know, I'm a big Brady guy, so I'm always watching and following. He murdered a couple people. Multiple. So the first one came out, the Odin Lloyd thing, and I remember reading about it. I was like. Yeah, that was his uh, brother-in-law. I I remember sitting there thinking like, damn. I wonder if this means the Pats are going to lose him because that would suck. <laughs> like, that was my first thought. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this shit's real. Like, okay, he's going to jail. Right, right. Oh, shit. And just hearing about the stories. But, you know, the wild thing was I remember I followed all the news that came out on that. And so the day they said that he was accused of the murder, the day that they felt that he did the murder, if you go back and look, like the next day he tweeted like, you know, what a beautiful morning it is right oh, now. Like, man. you know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, after he, like, they would go back and, and find out, like, this is probably the day this happened. And then all of a sudden he would just, oh, what a beautiful day. Like, where is that coming from? Like, that shit is nuts. Mental that disorder, shit is man. nuts. So, once again, when you watch the actual um, Netflix special, you, you will see, like, inside his mind on how his thought process was. Like, Mike, you're right. That shit was extremely nuts. But some people can just, they're so good at hiding shit 
that you will never know what a person's actually doing. And he fucking had a double life, for real. But it's almost like, he, I mean, he was never, like, really, he never really came out or was. He couldn't quote, be himself. Like, 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 quote, unquote, gay. But at what point? He was a bisexual it, man. It, it, I'll, I'll it, say it, that. You know, I, I don't want to say too much. You know, I want you guys to watch it. But it's a lot of stuff in his life that happened at a very young age to, like, make made him the way that he that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it's not his fault. What happened And like I said, it, He has a It's a really fucked up story So like yeah guys When you get a chance Just check out The uh, documentary on Netflix It's it's pretty crazy And then like to see like His daughter You know like It, it was very sad man You know And the whole court stuff Was happening His daughter was in there And I, I can just tell that He knew that That was gonna be like His last moment Seeing her this like like this the way he was looking and yeah. it was very sad like it, it really was you know and what that that moment I felt that moment like damn you know I felt bad for her because she had to grow up without a dad now you know wasn't there something like there's a conspiracy that he killed himself to try to guarantee the money, that the he money has for, his wife for sure daughter. yeah because yeah. I, I think it, it was some kind of some some old law um, in Bristol to where if you actually um, if you kill yourself. Or get murdered Or whatever the fact may be The case gets dismissed You get acquitted of everything So Yes Mike you're right um, That was like a real thing And so Part of the reason why he did what he did Is so his family would be taken care of for the rest of their life By the Patriots But you know the Patriots are going to fight that shit Of course right. you know But he, he went in with the right motives To doing you know what he did So you know, so I remember hearing about that all the time. That was uh, like a much better time of media because I felt like when that was all coming out, there was news and facts and things like that. I can't stand like modern NFL media. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about it, Mikey? I mean, it's all ESPN is all it's it's all uh, tabloid. It's all sensationalism. It's all. BuzzFeed type shit. It's not news anymore. I used to like watching it when it was just highlights. And I mean, you have some commentary shows like and PTI there. or Around the Horn. But like, I could not stand the. like. I, and I can't stand now like the Skip Bayless shows. Like, I know he's not on there anymore, but those type of shows where they're just like, let's say the most outlandish take. The other thing I can't fucking stand. I mean, it's all take heavy. Take, take heavy. And I feel like certain people like Kellerman are like, who's your boy, Will Kane? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Coming up with takes just for the sake of making like a take. Yeah. But what I can't stand is like even Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media just for following like the inside scoop on sports. But man, everybody's always in such a rush to be like the first person to suck the new guy's dick. Like <laughs> it is ridiculous how many people Oh my god, Mahomes and I'm like Or Luca. Yeah, okay, exactly. Man, I can't stand okay, yes. fucking Luca, because of that fucking reason, he's nice. Don't get me wrong, but they're like he's like fucking Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, he's the greatest fucking thing ever. Relax, you know what I'm saying? This nigga's second year in the fucking league. Like, calm right. down. You know, like, quit hyping this nigga up so much. Well, and it's kind of annoying because some of it you could see like maybe that is media driven. Maybe that is hey, this guy is uh, he's not profitable he's somebody that we can make money off of he's somebody that hey he's likable he's attractive do y'all think color plays a part in it too it might like do you think, like do you think yeah if, if he was a black Curry? if he was a black man he think, if he was like a black dark skin male you think he would be getting as much hype lamar jackson actually he's 
he he's getting hype. There might be something to that though, because I mean, I look at like Mahomes, right? He's very good. Yes, like don't get me wrong, cannon arm. I mean, fifty touchdowns and really like his rookie year. It's his second year, but the first year he really actually played. Right, fifty touchdowns. Dude is nice, but I, I, I mean, dude, if I got paid for every time I saw somebody on there just on his sack Heart. on Twitter, Heart body. I'd be the richest. I, Bill Gates. What do you call it? Goosenecking? Goosenecking. For all the people that are goosenecking Pat Mahomes, <laughs> if I got a nickel for that shit, You'd I'd be, be rich richer man. than fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it's like they're like, in a, oh, you know, I heard this story back from camp and, oh, give me credit for thinking he's good. It's like, dude, everybody knows he's fucking good. Get the fuck out of here. But it's like you said, though, like with with Doncic, you know, uh, but Curry was like that, too. I mean, first I can't stand fucking Steph Curry's ass. He's a good player, though. But here's the thing about Steph and Mahomes. I just cannot stand like you watch somebody like LeBron. He'll dunk. LeBron's corny as hell. I love LeBron. LeBron is great. He's great. He's top two to me. Like, I think he's just behind Jordan now. Like, he's. That dude to me, and look, he's look like right now. It's like a, a like the big kid bullying the little kids playing basketball. LeBron is great for seventeen. Corny. Seventeen, bro. He's a little corny. Like his like intimidation things are kind of cheesy. Yeah, but like I love LeBron though. Like I, I feel like it's hard to hate LeBron. Oh man, come on! But fella. you know, LeBron can hit a shot and he'll do the thing that anybody will do. Kind of look over to the side, like trying to be like intimidated, but he's, like, friendly and shit. But here's the thing, Curry. We'll do a fucking backflip, jump on top of the stage, put his hands up, bow, blow kisses, you know, run around Steph with his Curry hands out his, like in, an in idiot, his you know, like the mouthpiece. Okay, Remember when he threw that shit when he got frustrated? Well, and it's like like Pat Mahomes. Every fucking first down, you got to flex. Every first down, bro, I could body Pat Mahomes. He's probably. <laughs> 200 pounds. Come on, man. It becomes hey, so yeah, flexing. But it's just, you know, you know it what, bro? It's so irritating. The reason, it's so irritating. And I agree. The reason why I do that is because, the, like you said, the media is hyping them up so much that their heads get even bigger. So, you know what? I am great. I am this person. I am going to do what I want to do, you know? Now, and I mean, when they interview the guy, I, I will say I like that he's pretty humble when they interview him, like Pat Mahomes. He's kind of quiet and chill. Mm-hmm. And he's not much of a shit talker, but it's just like, oh, dude, like. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that, Mikey? I Maybe think, part of it I'm a hater, though. I think that... People, you got the mic on? Yeah. People like uh, Steph Curry, you know, Mahomes, people like that, they're, uh, they're privileged in their, in their sport, especially like people like Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, all his, like his little antics and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, if that was, like, uh, somebody else... With like a Baker Mayfield like attitude, yeah, yeah. Like if Lamar Jackson acted like Baker Mayfield, oh yeah, they'll chastise him. Yeah, he'd get <laughs> crucified. On, yeah, crucified. they'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? they would have yeah, been like, get his work. ass out of here. Yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't get, be get that N word out of. I'm playing, yeah. but yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like they definitely he would. Yeah, it would have been as lenient. He's a little too colorful. Wink, wink. Like you know, jab at <laughs> each other in there. He's got to go. Meetings. Yeah, I know, right? He's got to go. <laughs> we tried to give him a chance. Yeah, you guys remember Willie Beeman? Come on. He's That's pretty much who he would be. You think about it. I like that he'll wear those, uh, like the, like those, like redneck sunglasses. Yeah, the uh, yeah that shit was like pretty that. dope, bro. 
That shit was I had a feeling dope. he was going to be shook at some point, though. I mean, I can't lie. Yeah, you can't go perfect. You know, so like yeah. I wasn't, like, mad. Like, they had a great season, bro. You can't get mad. You can't take away from what they did. But they, at the end of the day, people game plan for them, and then they had a long time off. So it was a rush, too. And here's the other thing, too. But everything, so come on, you know. Now, Mahomes is, like, everybody's flavor of the street, you know, flavor of the time, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. As he should. Dude's nice. They're in the AFC title game. They'll probably go to the Super Bowl. Sean Watson's nice, too. You don't hear people talking about his ass. I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. But uh, the thing with, like, okay, they're going to AFC title game, but it's like it almost feels like Lamar Jackson's failure. People are, like, crediting Mahomes. Like, it's weird. It feels like Lamar Jackson failed, and people are elevating Mahomes as a result. Yeah. It's like... Like it's like, uh, well, Mahomes. So Mahomes. Yes, is, they are actually. No, no Lamar was so. the, Lamar was the year before. He was with um, he was with Jimmy. No, but Lamar didn't play well, though. Well, well, Mahomes sat out one year. Remember? And Lamar didn't play either. Yeah, I thought. He did. Well, he came back week. He, so last year, Lamar. So Mahomes was drafted a year before. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. But that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're basically there's a lot of parallel. But he, you know, he, he sat one year, so they started. It equals out, time. right? Pretty so, much, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of parallels though for the people seeing like, okay, his second year MVP caliber season, they're the flavor of the year. Everybody, loves you know what I'm about team. to say though, man. Barrow about to come in and fuck up the game though. Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow, yeah. He about to fuck up the game. I wouldn't mind it. Like, he's nice. He's, he's nice. real nice, bro. I saw him play for the first time. So, I never watched him, actually. I just saw a highlight. So, I actually, during the championship he's game. very poised. I watched him. And that nigga is, yes, he's ahead of his time. So, he's going to be nice. A good pickup by the Bengals. It's if they don't fuck it up. But random. what you expect after playing five five years in college, you know? Right. You better be. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to something, something wrong then. You know yeah. what I mean? But, nah, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, he's nice, though. Yeah. It's you know? random, and, like, I know this doesn't count for anything, like, literal, but I, I like when there's, like, a poet, like a poetry to somebody's career arc. Like, the fact that he's from Ohio. Oh, circling back. He goes to LSU. They win the national championship in New Orleans. You know what? That that's like an hour away, and now he's probably gonna. I mean, go back. He's home. gonna be the first pick. You know, I'd be shocked if he wasn't in Cincinnati, back in Ohio. I do like that symmetry there. Um, like I said, I know that there's nothing that you can actually quantify with that, but I feel like symmetry like that usually means to like a positive dynasty, yeah. or it goes up in flames. But I just don't see that being that. Like, <laughs> no, if he went to the Browns, it'll definitely go up in flames. But he, he's good. He's going to the Bengals. The Browns, where everybody's paper bullet. champions this year. Yeah, they're gonna, bro. They can get as many coaches and new GMs as they want. They're still gonna be a trash ass organization. Like I'm sorry, it, it just curses. A lot of times, I feel like it has to do with the city too. Yeah, yeah, fan base. If the, and if the city's not attractive the way other cities are, you're not going to always get you know the players that you want to get. But I feel like so there's yeah, that. Bucks. There's a lot of different aspects. Like the small town, you have to draft well, and they've drafted okay. Some of their picks they've hit, some they've missed. Uh, the problem is they really just don't have a culture there, and the problem is the head coach is never good. They never dra- get a good head coach. I mean, look, they got uh, Stefanski, and he got oh. just outclassed by Robert Sala last week in the divisional round. Like, they got the Vikings offensive coordinator. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that's going to help them or not really? 
I don't think it's gonna help at all. Personally, I think anybody is a significant upgrade over Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. You know what, bro? You know I was mad right. about that. They had Baker Mayfield in their decision. Like, why don't you have like let him make that decision on what? Who do you want the head coach? Well, Baker exactly. Mayfield is Baker Mayfield is overrated. If you ask me. Oh, for yeah. sure. No, you know, I agree. Yeah. He definitely is. He's I agree. Well, and what like, it, I'm tired of seeing these damn commercials. Commercials, right? <laughs> yeah, him no. in the damn stands. Like, talking he's, to he's in more commercials than he has touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Facts, like, facts, facts. You spending more time in the studio than on the football field. Right. They were too much of distraction, quick man. Quick to anoint him, and I mean, he had a nice rookie year. And he had really good stats, but all stats are elevated now. They gave him pieces. Oh, yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. He couldn't do nothing. You know what I mean? He, he didn't get OBJ involved. You got two of, the, two of the best fucking, like, wideouts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nothing. You know, you're right. And a good tight end. Like, the rookie tight end, or second-year dude, you know, Najoku. Yeah, now Njoku. he wants out, you know. But mostly because of Kitchen. So, the fact that he's out, maybe he's not. Do you think it's out, a, a such thing as believing in yourself too much? Yeah, I think there's so there's there's two sides of that. I think that you have to if you're gonna take it to that next level, you have to be confident. You have to believe in yourself. Like you have to just walk like you know walk the talk. But you got to have self awareness. So if you think you're the best, but you're not, and you're that far down, sometimes it can blind you from your real deficiencies. And I think that's what they suffer from. Just like you said with the Mayfield commercials. You can't check. Look, he's going to come on in the next commercial, change channel, probably be on that channel, you know? And also, like, what I think, man, I agree with both of you guys. You got to have a good, like, base around you, too, to, like, p- kind of put you in your place or, like, to reset your egg, bro. Like, you got to, you know, realign and get serious about this shit, you know, if you really right. think, you know, who you say you are. You know what I'm saying? You got all these pieces around you now. You're still not performing. You're too focused on, like, the media and, like, being this big star in Hollywood. Fuck that shit. We trying to win rings. You know what I mean? So, like, that, you got to have people around to tell you this shit just to be real with you. You know, you may not like it at the time, but you respect it, like, once you sit back and think about it, you know? Because I know I respect people that just give it to me, like, how it is. It's being real, you know? So I don't fault him for taking advantage of the opportunity to get his money. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get that, We just praise Le'Veon for that. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, facts. I mean. And again, a lot of it's just the media. It's media driven. Everybody's been sucking on him for a year now. Goosenecking. We're gonna say that. Goose, everybody's been goosenecking Mayfield for a year. So I mean, of I course he gets to his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the last one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like all the media, everybody just. Hey, and and shout out to the Lions, man. I feel like that uh, record. No, I'm serious. No, the records they had it didn't prove like they should have won a lot of those fucking games. Like no, they had a good squad this year. Matt Patricia, the Packers game, that was that was yes, yeah. The Cardinals game, remember they were up like what twenty three something? Yeah. Oh, tied in overtime. Mm hmm. But I think they'll they'll be back, man. They'll be back. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. If if you guys didn't know that, you know now you know. Um, I kind of disowned them for a little bit. Sorry sorry to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Story of my life. But yeah, I kind of disowned them for a little bit because you know I, I just you get so frustrated of like. A team that's supposed to be great in every fucking year, shit just keeps happening. I like, it's like, like I, I wonder when they're yeah. gonna fuck up type mentality. You should have to have that every time, you know, like some shit happens. So now with um with uh, McCarthy being the coach, I don't think it's gonna help. If I'm being real with you, I mean it might, right. but I think Dak's the problem. Do you really? <laughs> no, fuck coach. I was gonna say, I, I think, think uh, he's not nice. He's he's okay. He's like average to me. He's not like great. I think he's over, over hyped too. 
He just okay. He's like in the middle. You know, he's not like uh, he also has a he's little fucking spin. Billion. That same spin move, like bro, we, they know what you about to do. You about to spin to the right and run and try to throw it. Like we already know that. You know, <laughs> change up your fucking game. So it just gets frustrating, man. I as think a Cowboys fan. That's all. I do. I will say, I think McCarthy is a significant upgrade. I think the big difference there is that now and the Giants now. Oh, Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> that shit's interesting. The thing is, well, he might be one of those though that's a good coordinator but a bad head coach. Maybe. Now, McCarthy, I think with him, you'll at least have an identity. You look at uh, those Packers offenses, I feel like they were pretty wide receiver heavy. But anytime they had a halfway decent running back, that's when they went the furthest. Dallas has Ezekiel Elliott. He's a top-tier running back. So I'd be curious to see what McCarthy can build with that. There's a lot of receivers. You know, you got a good line, good running back. I think, Garrett just they they just didn't have an identity. Yeah, I think they'll like they'll be a little better, but I still feel like it's not going to change much personally because they're still the Cowboys. I'm a fan, so I can talk shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been a fan for since I was a little right. kid. I was, I just need to see like like with Dak. What, frust- what frustrates me about him? He doesn't have to have that leadership quality like in other quarterbacks. You know, like a Tom Brady. You know, he's not going to ever give up. A Big Ben. He's hard to tackle. You know what right. I'm saying? Like they have these qualities in them. That's like okay, like that's my quarterback. Like. He's a he's my leader, you know what I'm saying? As far as like when we're on the field, I I don't see that from uh, Dak. I have not seen that yet, and I'm waiting for him to turn that corner. So okay, this nigga's really right. He's he's locked in. Same thing with Harden. You know what I'm saying? Like Harden's nice too, but he just he didn't seem to want it. As I much. don't see that in him. People either. might not like, like the killer that. instinct. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I want to win. You know? Well, so here's the thing. Like I feel like T Mac had that fatal flaw where he didn't have the killer instinct, but I feel like for him. It almost kind of seemed like he was nervous or he was just didn't want to be in the spotlight. Harden, I feel like he's just got so much talent that, like, and he does, he's not afraid of shit. Like, he'll go out there and, like, there are nights where he'll hit the game winning shot, not worried about shit, and he's not nervous, nothing like that. But I just feel like when they lose big, you know, like in the, in the playoffs, something like that, it's because it just seems like he's not there. Like, he seems kind of like. Distracted or just like nonchalant or, or at strip clubs, you know, a nigga <laughs> like to fuck a lot, man. But see, I think I don't know if that really impacts him much. I nigga, feel like it does impact when you fucking or like you got pussy in your mind or whatever. Yes, yeah. that, that impacts you a lot. He was it, at the club the next fucking day. You remember when they lost or right? He was right at the fucking Harlem Knights or whatever. You know, not Harlem Knights. Shout out to Harlem Knights. <laughs> but he was at some strip club, and I'm like, bro, like right. to me, to me, James Harden is not a. Um, he's not a a. A natural leader, you know what I mean? Like right. he, well, he can like weird. like he, he commands the ball. You know he can score and whatnot. You know whoop whoop whoop. But like he doesn't command the team like the way like LeBron would or or Chris Paul know, or Chris Paul. He's you not know, a somebody serious. like that. But I will say this though, he is a number one to me though. Like he's an alpha. I could never see him in a number two role. The only way I could see him in a number two role. As if it was like a Dwayne Wade, like where he wasn't yeah. like a number two in Miami. Yeah. He was like a one A to like LeBron, because the first year was Wade's team. Yeah, they didn't make it. They they failed ultimately. After that, it became kind of LeBron's, LeBron's team, team, and that's when they succeeded. Yeah. He took over the one A slot. Right, right. Or one but, or just one, and Wade became two. Wade I think later kinda, on, later right. Like, like I would say, like, I would say year three, LeBron became one. Oh yeah, Wade was two. Oh yeah, Boss and was, it was Boss like, almost like relegated to a role player, right? Pretty much. Well, that was the thing is like it didn't feel like he was like a distant two, mm-hmm. 
it felt like he was like a running man, you know, but it just didn't feel like he was the best player on the team. Like, I could never see Harden just straight up being a sidekick. I could see him being a like B, yeah, to, to KD, maybe yeah, like, or something like, like if that. If OKC kept James but shipped out Russ back then, I actually feel like that's a good point. That, I actually feel I think like could have worked. Durant and Harden might be a perfect marriage because I'll be. I feel like you could have Harden as like your swag. He could be your like emotional leader. He could be the guy that you know they look at as like he's the general. But Durant could still be your best player. Yeah, he's gonna just yeah, take the game over when he needs to. Right, because he's kind of like T Mac in that sense. That I don't mm. think he shies away from the spotlight. Mm. But I don't know, just like a weird fake tough passive nature to him. I don't know. Yeah. I, T-Mac never had that. T-Mac no. is always easy, easy going and chill, but Durant has that, you know? The, kill, the killer instinct. He can kill you, yeah. but it's like it, it seems unnatural. Like, he can kill you through straight talent, not because he's an asshole, but he tries to be an asshole. Yeah. And that's what just seems disingenuous. Like, come on, man. You're lame. You're corny to me. I, and that goes right back to, like, the Perkins thing. Uh, the Twitter battle they had the other day. Oh, yeah, I, I, saw, I didn't get. To, I didn't really get to see all of it, but they were talking about it on ESPN. So, so Perkins just like out of nowhere was like, "I'm going to tell y'all why Hart or uh, Westbrook was, the, was best the best Thunder, Thunder right? okay. player ever." Yeah. And uh, I forgot. I think somebody was like, "Not KD or something like that." And he was like, "KD was nice, but I just feel like Westbrook was or, better." Or, 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 or was that burner account, KD? Well, no, it was actually, I know, right? Let, actually, let me pull it up. Cause, uh, all right, so it started out, Perkins said. I like Perkins. I know. I, I do, too. Hey, he's from funny, Port man. Arthur, I think. Uh, yeah, Texas boy. So, That's why you always be out here. He said, in about 30 minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my opinion on Sports Center on why I believe that Russell Westbrook is the best player that ever put on a Thunder jersey. He's Mr. Thunder. And a journalist, dude, I'm guessing because he has a suit on, said he put together the best career within that organization, but he's definitely not the best player to have ever put on a jersey for them. Come on, Perk. And he said, hey, Kevin left the door open and Russ walked right in. <laughs> this dude said, I think Russ walked right into the door called second round of the playoffs. Three straight times. Perkins <laughs> said, KD lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what that mean? K-, and then Durant jumps in. Yeah, our starting center, Kendrick Perkins, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard, though, champ, LOL. (laughs) Perkins says, boys, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history. (laughs) (laughs) Up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. Durant said, weak is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did. Perkins said, that's fine. You worked that hard and still had to go join the 73-9 team. (laughs) Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have the hard time sleeping at night, huh? (laughs) Knowing that you look or you took the cowardly out. Yeah, always. It's always going to stain his his legacy. legacy, Always. It was a cop-out, bro. You you, fucking Warriors out of all teams. I'm gonna join them, you know. Well, and they they beat them is the problem too. Like yeah. that adds like that extra context to it. Like bro, it was one more win, one more fucking win, they would have made it. And you he did not saying? play well in those last games. It's one more know? win, and you let the Warriors come back on you. You need one more win. Shit's wild to me. Seventy three and nine, they go and join them. Like that just oh. 
to me, that didn't solidify nothing about Kevin Durant winning. Those I feel the same. Championships in uh, in Golden State. To me, it was just like it's different okay. than like LeBron, you know? right? Because I feel like the Wade Heat were like a middle, like they were like a four seed every year. Like right, they were right. good, but they were. I never took the Heat seriously. They won in 06 with Shaq, but mm-hmm. like ever since then, like, they were really good. But I never thought they were going to win it again. The Heat are still good right now. Too surprised. Yeah. And look, LeBron was the best player on the best team for a couple of years. They're the one seed. Yeah. Can't get over the hump. I thought at the time it was kind of weak that he went to Miami. In retrospect now, Miami just had a better team, and they had better leadership with Pat Riley than Cleveland did. So I give him a little bit of a, in and out on that. The first year, I rooted for his failure. It happened. Second year, when it kind of became LeBron's team, he started winning. It kind of changed. Like, they were still the bad guys. I still rooted against them, but it didn't feel the same as, like, Durant. Never, you know, leaving the team just got beat by the big bad guys, joining the big bad guys. You know what hurt me so bad about that? Durant was one of my favorite players. Same. Like, same here. I followed him when he was with the Supersonics when he first got drafted. Because yep. the Sonics was my team, too, when they were around. And so when he did that shit, like, that shit hurt, bro. Because I'm like, dang, I thought you was a real nigga. You gonna like Russ is a real nigga. He still stayed in like as long as he could. You know what I mean? But then he finally got smart about shit. But back to the rant. You know, it just like Perkins said, that was the weakest move ever, bro. You know, because you you literally could have joined any team. You could have went back to Washington, like whatever. And you, I'm gonna join the Warriors. Right. The Warriors, bro. Like I can't respect you for that. Like I'm sorry, I can't. You know, like you said, those rings just that doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. Like to me, it to it, me. it's a fine balance, right? Yeah, you know, you want to win rings, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point, you know, in the league. But you want to do it the right way. You want to take, like, the easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to get respect from, like, your peers or people. And that shit sucks. No chick is going to take Kevin Durant serious. <laughs> he going to be because, out. Just because, by that. because one fight, he's gone. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything he did lets you know, you know, his character. character. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, if he's taking the easy way out, you know, if something go on between y'all two – you know what you think he gonna do? You, you know a little, what I mean? Little meme disappear. Yeah, you yeah. know he, he's out. He's gone. You know. You know, to me, it's kind of heartbreaking too. You know, when we were kids. We all saw a little bit. I mean, I don't. I don't remember watching, but you always heard about like the magic, Penny Hardaway, oh, Penny, Shaq, squad. How they never won. Mm-hmm. Really, our team of that era, I feel like, was the Suns, like the Nash, Marion, Joe Johnson, and then ultimate. You know, like. Yeah. They were so Similar. many years so like good. just there, Mike but Antonio. never won. Mike yeah. Antonio, that's the Rockets now. And it's like it, it's kind of like you feel like history robbed them of a title, right? Yeah. And then the second Durant left, you realized what you always thought was going to be the case, that the Thunder might never get over the hump. First, it's hard and leaving. That kind of screwed them. But, I mean, they stayed competitive. They stayed mm-hmm. as like right there. And when they had the Warriors on the ropes, 3-1, I was thinking oh, the Thunder it. are finally getting over yeah. the hump. They're going to win the finals this year. They finally yeah. got it. And then when they lost it, I'm like, all right, well, maybe next year, whatever. But then when, when Durant leaves, I'm like, okay, like that's it. That team never did it. And right. as a basketball fan, I mean, look, I'm glad. Westbrook, I know he's got his flaws, but for his heart, he's my favorite player. I know he's not the best player in the league, but I love watching him. 
Um, I'm glad that we got him on the Rockets, but part of it is like, damn, that really sucks that the Thunder just never got that They're one with all it. those players they had. Bro, it, it's, it's going to be a documentary about them, mark my words, about that team. It's sure. like winning the lottery and then losing yeah. the ticket. Yep. 30 for 30. For real. Yeah. Sure. Facts, facts. <laughs> Lost ticket. It's <laughs> what? 20 30. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be good as fuck. Yeah, it's going to be good. But, that uh, shit not, just hurts. Another, to good, see, another good point now. to think about. Um, even if they didn't blow the three one lead against Golden State, who's to say they would have beat that LeBron team? That was the team of destiny. Right. I mean, that was the Cleveland. This is for you, you know. Like, <laughs> shit, this yeah. is for you. So, so. it's crying <laughs> like LeBron. I mean, LeBron's second best, second greatest of all time. So, who's to say the two biggest plays in NBA history from from my oh, the, block. the LeBron time. block yeah. for real. The block is up there, and the Ray Allen yeah. three. Yeah, okay. Like the Ray Allen three. Do y'all remember the Ray Allen three? Oh yeah, for, for sure. The heat? 2013 finals. Here's against, why. Uh, against the Spurs? Spurs are up five. That game is Timmy. over. Yo, that game is over. They're up five. All they have to do is it was make the series. The series was 2-1, right, at that time? 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Okay. Spurs are about to win the, oh, the, the yeah, finals. Yeah, they're about to win the finals. You're right. I remember, yeah. too, because I was like, fuck was the heat. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Spurs <laughs> about to win. Yeah. Gary Neal. I, I kept laughing because it was all those Gary Neal games where he just, like, lit them up. Five point game, and then I forget the exact sequence, but I know Ginobili missed a free throw, uh, Kawhi missed a free throw. It was all but over, and then you have the, they took uh, Tim Duncan out. Yeah, that was the big move right there. They took Tim Duncan out. Chris Boss magically slithered and got that rebound. Yeah. <laughs> no, Boss, yeah. You know, Chris Boss is a snake. He got it like you know. Yo, when he got no. that shit and hey, hey, tossed uh, it back, he's that one. He's that one monster from. Uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah, oh, the little yeah, the tongue with, yeah, the, Randall, with, with Randall, the big ass yeah. ears and shit. Yeah, yeah. Randall, the <laughs> Randall, yeah, looking ass, yeah, Randall looking ass. Yo, <laughs> he got that rebound. We flipped it back to Rayon. I was like, I, I almost just turned it off right then and there because like done, they yeah. fucking won. He makes it. I'm like, of course he fucking oh, made you it. You a Spurs fan? No. no, I just oh, was rooting okay. against the Heat. You know? I was too, because like really? that was the. I, I don't. I like, wanted. I wanted. I, I wanted LeBron to get a ring. After yeah, they I won was, that, then I was I like, I wanted him to get a ring, and then I, you know, I either wanted him to get no rings or a lot of rings. Yeah, Mike, so Mike, Mike, Mike was a LeBron like, right. from Stance. the Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. He yeah, was the Cleveland I LeBron. A, I used like, to be a diehard Kobe the, fan. The rookie, yeah, the rookie. But then LeBron came, and I was like, okay. He <laughs> just like was yeah. more of that Space Jam feel, and I know people are critical of like, oh, Space Jam too, but like LeBron feels like a Space Jam actor, right? Yeah. Like, didn't he yeah. feel yeah. like a Space Jam? Yeah, like, space jam. yeah, he, he seemed, yeah, he's a Space Jam character, honestly. <laughs> that nigga's big, right yeah. In. But I, don't know, I guess the reason why I didn't want Le- hair, Le- LeBron to win was because he was on a the it team, the popular team. I don't like anybody right. that that goes to like popular it's teams like that personally, you know. But when he won, I was happy for him. Like, okay, he finally got his, you know. But I was, I was, I felt better when he won in Cleveland. Like I was really happy. Yeah, like, because yes. yeah. he really wanted that one for the city. So yeah. finally got it. That block, though. To me, to me, yeah. that was his greatest achievement. Yeah, and that yeah. was against yeah. a seventy-three win team. So the best That'll team go in history, history, bro, forever. Yeah. You know. How do y'all feel though about like so he has the what is it, the shop or whatever? Or whatever. I love that shop. I never, I never not even the shop. Is it is was it the shop that he had a. He has another that one. That uninterrupted. Another uninterrupted. 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 Was it that one that he was like, yeah, when I when I did that block, we won that game. That's when I became greatest of all time. Like, oh, how do y'all feel about went, himself yeah. proclaiming? I agree. You got to have confidence in yourself. No, I'm serious. Like, LeBron is fucking great in all aspects, more than just basketball. I have a lot of respect yeah, for this man. That's ain't true. Trying to, ain't trying to gooseneck him right now. 
but no, but that's facts. true. Like he he does a lot for like community and shit. And I respect that. Jordan, of course, it wasn't social media around, so you couldn't see what he was doing. I'm sure he did some shit too. But right. I feel like LeBron has done more for the community than Jordan did personally. You know, I think for I the think community. the reason why Black Jordan community. is so um, praised is because he established, you know, the game. You know yeah. what I mean, and he I brought mean, it back. Even, even a sneaker culture, even a sneaker. Yeah, he like he established. Oh, for sure. Like he's the blueprint to a lot of you know what these players are doing nowadays. I think that's why people will never give up. You know, Jordan being the goat. Yeah, I feel like just, I, just, I, on that note, that, you know he I mean? had that killer instinct is, yeah. though that like LeBron, like LeBron still has those moments, but it only can be one Jordan. Yeah, day. well, for now, I mean, I'm not saying he can't ever be Eclipse, but like, I don't want. I, I hate the comparisons. Yeah, but like, there's yeah, goats. It's, of, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 going to be a goat every different generation. I feel you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't compare it to old because you can't. Well, the game it's changes different. so exactly. Much. It's a different game now. I mean, if you look back at the NFL in like the 30s or whatever, they weren't passing; they were just running all the time. Mm-hmm. Earl Campbell, you know. Yeah, Earl Campbell days, even back, you know, in the in the eighties and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, leather just, helmets. And shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, OJ like, Simpson, rugby. OJ, yeah, no swag, no nothing. If the glove don't fit, baby. No, I'm joking. Game changes so much, but you look at like. I think my phone died. The flash went off. Well, they get the first hour on video. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you look at like the NBA, the game is just so much different. LeBron is more of magic the player you know like more of that utility knife that like can just do everything gets everybody involved jordan like kobe fit more of that jo- jordan prototype of like the kobe was so two the, the skill set yeah, the so two they're just like that that big two that's just gonna kill you and score you to death mm-hmm. right like i feel like J- kobe is closer to jordan in that regard and that he's more of that mold yeah but i think that lebron is just all around the more gifted player i, I mean i might even go as far as saying lebron is the most talented player ever yeah. i think i might go as far as saying that i mean but, honestly if, if if you want to compare like lebron to anybody like it'll have to be like magic johnson magic. Like for right. sure, like, like he's, a, he's a souped up magic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why like I, it's hard to compare him to Jordan because they're just different players, yes, facts, yep. different styles of players. You Imagine know? he could have been even greater if he would have stayed in the league until you know shit happened, of course. Yeah. But like, who would have known well, like what happened if he would have stayed? You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like looking at football. It's like comparing like Tom Brady to like a Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are the same position but they have almost nothing else in common mm. brady yeah. is that pocket passer if you're gonna if he's on his best day he's gonna kill you to death with throwing those seven yard passes they get eight yards after the catch hit you with a 20 yarder here and there Vic at his best is gonna kill you running the ball and you know but he also deep play Eagles Vic though. Oh, Eagles Vic had a cannon. He was nice. Hey. That nigga was nice. Eagles Vic actually was in the pocket passing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And he had a, he still had an arm too. Right when he came out of prison, he had that prison arm. Yeah, the prison <laughs> arm. Hey, he, he have a choice. He had to work, had to work had it somewhere, you know. If he would have came out there throwing, you know, <laughs> that movie, the, the replacements. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for real, like they're the same position. They yeah. have their own certain level of greatness, their own kind of greatness. LeBron is not the same player as Jordan but I will say like I have him like number two all time I mean especially like when you think of the longevity I think that you have to credit him for that just like Brady even if Brady didn't have six rings I feel like you have to credit him for playing for 20 seasons Brady Brady, it always be a Brady Manning like debate 
I feel like Brady would all, he'll always be like better. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm being real with you, you know what I mean? Because like he's Brady was I always felt always that had way. The chip on the shoulder. You did. You always yeah. felt that way. Like yeah, Brady's better than Manning. I think Manning has more talent. He has more of the tools. But if I had to win one game, and that's how I grade it, I'm putting the ball under Brady's under Brady's hands. You know, it's just me too. He Facts. did it more often, and I think that you look now at like LeBron on on that. If you were to look at that, you know, he had the finals losses, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot <laughs> of them. You can even say Eli and and Manning are they're they're the same. They have the same amount of rings, right? They do. <laughs> so I was like, bro, Eli and who? And his brother, uh, uh, Peyton. Now, you know what's crazy? So, Eli's playoff record, I think, I heard it the other day. I think it's like 8-4 and four or something like that. Eli's un- underrated, man. If it's 8-4, and four, they won the Super Bowl twice. Both times, they played four games because they were like a wild card. Like, they didn't get a bye week. <clears throat> so, that means that he went to the playoffs six times. Two times went undefeated in the playoffs. And the other four times lost in the first game. Every time. That was the problem with Eli is how inconsistent he was. But, hey, yeah. you mentioned earlier Deshaun. And I had I was telling somebody this. Hour, I was talking to Allen hours ago. My other problem is that Mahomes gets all the love right now for that arm, right? Jackson gets all the love right now for those legs. Watson, to me, is the best of both worlds. He's going to run. Like, Lamar's faster. But Watson is stronger. I have no worries about his durability. Uh, Mahomes has the stronger arm, but Watson will still throw a 60-yard pass in stride. Yeah. No it. problem. With one to eye me, falling. Yeah, to me, he's more of the best of both to, worlds. He's to, to a me, warrior. To, to, me, he, to me, he's, um, he's, a, he's Vic post-dogfight. Like, like pretty much Philly. Like Philly, Philly Michael Vic. Philly Vic. It's Philly I can Vic. see that. Philly Vic with just younger, you know. I was like, like, like after Vic got the maturity, he had, he had obtained like you know right. that that's, that was that kind of. I, yeah. I, I respected him like when I saw him play in Clemson when he played against Lamar actually, or not Lamar. It was uh, in the championship game in like Bama against Bama. Bama, yeah. yeah, like his will to win. Mm-hmm. Like that nigga, he he wants to win. You can tell. You can see like with his actions, and that carried over to the NFL. So that's why I feel like he should be actually talked. The, uh, the Hunter I feel Renfro like Davos Swinney yeah. said he's Jordan. Like he's the Jordan on the field. No, I think I, I think I think the sign is what. Cowboy fans want Dak Prescott to be. You're right. No, as a Cowboy fan, no, definitely you. That's 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 what nah, you're people right. think Dak Prescott Dak is, but he's not. He's not. No, you know what I mean. He's not at all. I just I, feel I would like, take the shine any day over fucking Dak. Yes, for sure. I just feel like if you saw them like 15 years from now at a barbecue, Deshaun's or uh, Dak's gonna have a little bit of a tummy, <laughs> tie a tight polo tucked in, balding. Dad sandals, yeah. right? Deshaun's gonna be looking. Hey, yeah. Deshaun's still gonna have like some like plaid like shorts or something, like looking swaggy. And for some reason, I feel like that mental and those image. Grilling. Yeah, I feel like that's all you need to know about like Nike their current slides. level yes. right now. Slides, yeah. It's just like having a cook off and shit. Yeah, I feel like Dak just a little cornier. No, I, I agree. That's yeah, why. Dak that's that's probably where some of that corny. comes from. Dak is like a cooler uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> in my opinion Russell Wilson I, I, like, I, I like Russell though Russ is I, nice I like his game. He is nice And it's you know it's Takes a lot for me to be mature To say that Hating on him and shit But He's good You know Cause he's also the best of both worlds Where he can run the ball He runs better He runs when he needs to He runs better now he, he protects his body very well too he He's stout You know Like he's just yeah. like round 
But what I like too he is he's fat when he, when he retired though. <laughs> thick, right? Because he's short, yeah. So, yeah, nigga, thick. I feel like he just gets a nice rainbow <laughs> under those thick. passes. You know? <laughs> he said what? Like he gets like his passes, just like a nice, like a nice oh. arch underneath them. You know? He knows how to hook it over the, uh, like right over the linebackers, but just before the safety. Yeah. So yeah. But I will say, in my opinion, one of his flaws is, I feel like. In certain situations, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't want to undermine Pete Carroll. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just I certain situations. Yeah. I feel like that, that puts you over the top. <laughs> like when you know, when you when you feel something, make do it. it. You know, make take audible. it, make it happen. Like trust your intuition. And I feel like it was a couple of times where he didn't do that. So especially I Super Bowl, feel, like it yeah, was more of Super Bowl, he, like he trusted coach decision. Over. Yeah, decision making. You know yeah. what I mean, like. Now, I will say this, though. They had to pass the ball at one point. If you're talking about the Seahawks and Pats. Yeah, yeah. Because they had, two, what, two timeouts, and they had three three tries at it? I still feel like you should give it some harsh Marshawn regardless, bro. That's well, that I think they were probably going to pass it and then run it, run it. Like, you have to pass it once. They were probably thinking, let's pass it one time. That Keep gets the deflected. defense honest. Huh? That's, that's what it was to keep the defense on their feet. I think so because I mean, you ha- like again, you have two yeah. timeouts. There were like twenty six seconds left. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna have to throw the ball once. But come on, now if you know bullshit, you know that that was some bullshit. <laughs> you have the game on the line. They were expecting a timeout, though. They were expecting the Patriots to call a timeout. When they saw that they didn't, By they rushed out there, and that's why they happened. So do you think politics played a part in that, too? Politics? Mm-hmm. So? No, I'm saying, because you know what? In, in the NFL, right, they say, like, it's a business. You know what I mean? Like, people bet you have different, like, powers uh, that be. You know, so do you feel like... That is of a course it was. That is a rumor. That Did you they, see what Marshawn Lynch was doing that whole season? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ignoring like, the, exactly. the press... Being himself, you know what I mean. Y'all know why I'm here. If he would have scored that touchdown, he he's the MVP. He's the, of the MVP. Game. You know what I mean. Now I've heard that theory before, and I like that. And they I, were feel like, about I feel like I feel like some one. people so, so you, they they couldn't have this Oakland hood, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. Cali. It was somebody Ooh. up above. Like they wanted Russell Wilson. <laughs> Don't let the nigga score. Right, pass the ball. <laughs> oh yeah, let, if they would have let him score. Pete Carroll, his family would have been murdered or something. <laughs> they were like, sending pictures Pete, of their faces. You know this wasn't supposed to happen. Zip ties around yeah, his hands. Like, he's sweating. This, uh, this is what you, this is what we need you to do, Pete. If you don't do this, it's over. <laughs> Jenny's fingers. We're sending her pinky Every, right now. The whole team was expecting him to run it. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like the whole the team. Patriots were in run defense. Well, you seen Richard Sherman's face at it all? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, what? His face was priceless. Patriots were in run defense. They were they were hoping that they would yeah. that they would or no they were in a yeah they were hoping that they would they were thinking they were going to run the ball so they weren't even expecting to pass and then Butler though but you know if you watch the whole stupid do your job you know whatever documentary I mean shout out to Butler too because he, he did his job they were anticipating that they were anticipating that because <laughs> he was getting burnt on that in practice like they showed the tape. He kept getting beat by that. They were doing that exact play in practice, and he kept getting beat. And you see him right before that play. Brandon Browner kind of gives him like a little pat, like, "Hey, go inside." We've seen him do this shit before, like, just in case. And sure enough, he hikes the ball. He sees him cock his arm back, and he darts in. Bam. I mean, yep. but I, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day talking about this exact situation. They're saying sometimes. 
just like in in the Texans game where they decided to go for it and run that fake punt and they got stopped. Just like this where they pass the ball instead of running the ball. Data and analytics and all that shit make make you know they definitely matter. But sometimes somebody just makes a play. You know, Butler just fucking made a play. play, That Chiefs dude that jumped off the line and tackled Justin Reed, he made a play. Because he had nothing but field in front of him. But he saw him running back and forth. He read the play, and he made a play. So, it just sucks being on the losing side of that, though, you know? No, definitely. Because I I wanted the fucking Seahawks to win that game. I really did. Because, bro, shit could have been so much different. Can you imagine if they would have won? Two they they could have, like, started a little dynasty. Yep, Brady you know? only has three. Mm-hmm. So, so much shit, like, would have happened in that game if they would have won, you know? The, the fucking Legion of Boom. Or Sliding Doom, doors. They dis- That was it right there. Look, they showed a clip from this commercial right here. Yeah, that exactly. was the Brady footage right yeah, there. Yeah, so it's always going history, man. Seahawks-Patriots game. Be always sketched in history. So... I do want to point out how talking about the shitty NFL media, how everybody was all on Mahomes' sack. But and the other point I want to point out is how everybody seriously buried the run game and how oh it doesn't matter if you have a running back. But now you look at the teams that are left, the 49ers run the ball like run, crazy. Yeah. Titans run heavy. Derrick Henry. Run heavy. You know, the Ravens didn't make it beyond the last round, but they were right there and they ran yeah. the ball all the time. Just ebbs and flows, but I like that old school running the ball. I love so that I was shit. You, do, do are you kind of rooting for the Titans? I'm definitely rooting, I'm rooting for, for the Titans. Titans. I'm rooting for the Titans too. <laughs> and <laughs> at this point, I mean, look, I like the Niners. You know that from my childhood. I like Brady because I'm a Niners fan. Like they always got their ass beat by the Rams when I started watching them, and Brady punched the Rams in the mouth twice now. Twice. You know, yep. so. Uh, I, I'll be sad, obviously, if the Niners lose. But I just, I, I'm uh, maybe I'm a hater. I don't want to see the Chiefs win. Anybody else win? I'd be I like, kind of okay with either. it. I want to see either the Titans or the Chiefs win. Or Chiefs. I don't want to see Green Bay win. They, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Green Bay, well, and part feel, of it. Do you feel like San Fran or do you feel like if the Packers lose, that's it for Aaron Rodgers? Then they're gonna try like move on. I don't or, think so. Nah. I think he's still got a lot of time left. Um. And, I mean, it's the first year with the new coach, yeah. LaFleur. So, yeah. then maybe they think, okay, well, let's see if year two is better or something like that. Because, I mean, they were pretty decent together. Rogers, he can a, still throw those darts, he, but he's, it's he's a little bit old, down. Man. He's an old man, though. Yeah. I mean, people said something about Tom. So, I, I think I think but Tom is Tom, though. Aaron still has – because he was – plus, you got to factor in he was injured all last year. So, they're kind of like, oh, that was one yeah. year less of hits and possible concussions. So, yeah, guarantee. And usually it's like this – the year back, you're when you're a hundred percent, you're not like you're not fully really healthy. Yeah, you're still recovering somewhat. So, Talking we'll talent wise, though, Aaron Rodgers might be the most talented quarterback that's ever played. Uh, that's, that's what a lot of people say. I mean, as far as arm talent, I don't see it yeah. personally. Who's your Who's yeah. your most talented quarterback of all time? Not necessarily best quarterback, most talented. Most talented of all time, uh, personally, probably Warren Moon. Warren Moon? Yes. It's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad bad pick. I think he was very underrated, man. Like, he did a lot for the Oilers. Shout out to the Oilers, man. You know what I'm saying? Titans or whatever. Like, I miss that fucking team. Like, if the Oilers are still being fucking Houston, oh, my gosh. Just so much, like, just cooler than Houston Texans. Remember when, uh, oh, boy, hey, but <laughs> he punched that nigga in the mouth on national TV? Uh, buddy, um, I forgot what sure. team they were playing. 
<laughs> Basically, they lost some shit, and he like he punched some dude in his fucking mouth. <laughs> like I, I'll show you the footage. That shit was fucking hilarious. Like that team was tough. That's the point I'm yeah. making. Like they were oh, tough yeah. as shit, all the way from GM to everybody. You know. Speaking so. of funny, uh, crazy violence or whatever, funny clips. There was uh, y'all. Y'all know Deacon Jones. Yeah, yeah. Deacon so Jones. classic Rams. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, oh, yeah, Deacon Jones. Pass rusher, just like you know, yeah, all time Hall pass Famer. rush, right? Hmm. And they had some clip on uh, one of those NFL Network shows, Countdown to some sorts, and he was talking about like his famous like head slap. Because, you know, now it's banned, but back in the day, you used to be able to just slap the shit out of somebody's head, you know, so he used to always say, the head slap is a great move, and he's like, the reason why is because when you hit a man or a woman with a head slap, they hesitate, and like, he just threw it in there like, no big deal, and he was like, wait, wait, what? This was Deacon Joe, this was probably like 05 or something like that, so I mean, this is... Like, you couldn't have that interview in 2020. Yeah. He played back in the 70s, yeah, I think. Yeah, that would have been a rock. But the way he said it is, when you hit a man or, or a woman, woman with a slap. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, pause. Let's go back to that. But, uh, nah, I mean, the NFL, though, I think is in a good spot. NBA, a lot of parody in the NBA. Yeah. I think that's in a good spot. Yeah, they're already dubbed it a year, the duos. Wait, so NBA to me is turning into a um, NBA Jam, something like a almost like a reality show. Seems like it's always mm-hmm. some drama, you know. People, like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the tra- is, trade GMs are getting more um, creative in the way yeah. they in the way they acquire players. It's not like like teams are starting to realize you don't necessarily have to draft well. Like as long as you're an attractive city, you can throw like yeah. Daryl Morey approach. Throw out hella pick. I mean, they were willing to offer five picks last year for Jimmy Butler. They were like, "Hey, we'll give you all five first round picks for Jimmy." Like now they're like, "Hey, screw it!" Like how how many of these first round picks really translate into great players? It's only one or two in each draft. So yeah, it's right. like, why instead of taking that risk at the number twenty five pick, hoping you get a Chandler Parsons and he stays healthy, why not say scratch that, screw you know going with a decent you know twenty you know twenty round. I mean, pick number twenty guy and just throwing him away for an actual proven player. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, an established player. Yeah, that makes sense. You always want to have you know somebody that's has experience. Draft, like you said, a draft pick is not always gonna pan you know, out. Result yeah. of you know something yeah. good. You know, so. well, that's why I, I didn't really it's understand to defend the Cowboys a little bit. I didn't understand why so many people were critical of. Them for making that uh, the the Raiders receiver. Oh, oh, Amari. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yep. They were so critical. Oh, they gave up a first rounder. But I'm like, hey, if your first rounder, best case scenario, is used on a receiver. Hey, best case scenario, it, it's Amari Cooper. Well, Amari's, his best bet, no, you know? Nice, he's nice. So that one worked out. I didn't understand why people were so quick to, to judge them. That's because they didn't feel like Amari was like that good. Right. You know what I mean? You got He was on the fucking Raiders. Yeah. And, and I, I think he was coming like, off of an injury too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I think GMs and people are starting to realize that, um, like you said, uh, Gary, uh, draft picks. It really doesn't. It really don't even matter no more. Right. You can get drafted in the first second round, but. That don't mean nothing, you know. Brady was drafted in like the sixth round or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. number one ninety nine. Yep. So it's all about you. Antonio Brown was drafted like 
I mean, Alvin Kamara, I mean, oh, yeah. shit, he was a fourth-round pick, so. You know, it DJ, doesn't matter, you know, so those draft picks, like you said. DJ you got to be a good evaluator of yeah. talent. DK Metcalf DK, is good. DK, yeah, DK Metcalf, like, I feel I like, like DK he Metcalf. was a fucking steal. Yeah. Well, he was also, a combine hero. Also, somebody else, I'm going to say, NBA, who's a steal, I feel Taco. Taco, Taco Falls. Falls. Yeah, he's oh, going to be fucking Falls. nice. Taco mm-hmm. Falls I haven't really nice. watched him, so I don't know. He's going to be nice. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even really played yet, but yeah. yeah. He's, nice. he's got, like, he's that Manute Bowl yeah. build. He's in the G League now. Yeah. He's got that Manute yeah, you, Bowl you can build. You see, he's trying to develop yeah. it. The fans already love him, too. Mm. They fucking change his yeah. name that's, all the time. That's, I think they like him because of his name. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. So, probably last topic I got in mind that I want to get to. We haven't talked about him yet. The Houston Asterisks. Uh, Asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the, all the drama around what the up? Houston Astros? For one, what do you tell somebody if they say that they feel that the uh, the pennant should be taken, or that it's illegitimate, or it's an asterisk change? What happened? I, I don't really know. like. I kind of like heard like they were like stealing signs or cheating or something, but I don't really know. So like, they they orchestrated like a full on system <laughs> to like. Bang ba- uh, trash cans to signal when there were certain pitches coming based on reading the signs. And there were rumors that players had like buzzers on them and they were like, buzz them for like, hey, a fastball's coming, we're going to buzz you. So there's a, the, you know, walk off home run that Altuve hits off of Chapman. Right after he hits it, Chapman's kind of smirking. And to the, you know, casual fan you're like why the fuck is he laughing you just blew the game the series is over we're out people are now saying well maybe he knew like these motherfuckers knew what pitch i was gonna throw they read my sign it was kind of like that smirk and then you see when Altuve is rounding the bases he's like saying something about don't take my shirt off don't take my shirt off or whatever he's saying i you know like steroids give you strength you still have yeah. to hit the ball mm-hmm. but i feel like when you know what the pitch is that's coming it becomes that it becomes much easier cheating. to hit and but, what's but really proof? damning yeah. what's really da- there's there's a lot of proof and they haven't really denied yeah. much of anything um but what's really damning are the home and away splits mm. so it only happened when they were at home because they had their you know home camera guy doing the recording and i mean it's like a night and day difference but like the star players, it's like when they're at home, their batting average was like four hundred. When they're on the road, yeah. it was like two hundred. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I'm just throwing like just casual numbers out there, but it was a night and day yeah, difference. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where it's kinda like, ooh, yeah. well, you know, you. it's hard to it's hard to deny all that. <sighs> Man, yeah, I didn't know that. Um so are so are they talking about like Penalizing players or something or what? So they suspended the manager Astros and manager and GM. They fired him? Well, and then the owner fired him as a result. The ripple effect, so the Astros had Alex Cora as like an assistant manager. Wait, you said the owner fired him? Owner fired him. How did the owner go act? Uh, well, he was, I guess, he had unbeknownst. But he had, I think he just had to. I he guess. knew, but once, once, once word gets out, you kind of have no choice, like. Well, so the guy that was the mastermind was Alex Cora, who was like the uh, assistant manager or something like that. He now is the Red Sox manager. manager. They fired him. At the time, Carlos Beltran was an Astros player. He was like one of the, I guess, big players that were involved in it. And uh, he just got hired on as the Mets manager. They fired him. Like nobody wants to come near this scandal. Everybody's 
staying as distant as they can. And what's funny, me being a Yankees fan, I can always point like, hey, well, 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 Yankees you, are a touchstone in exactly. this shit. Well, yeah. how do you feel about uh, guys like uh, Fires, like Mike Fires coming out, like just snitching like that? It's kind of like, corny. What's he say? Well, so uh, I want to say uh, he, he like pretty much, you know, he, he played for the Astros that year. And then out of, out of the blue, he just kind of like, yeah, like it happened. Like, you know, they're cheaters. He kind of like, But it's like, dude, you were part of the team. Like, come on. There's a code. I feel like you got to kind of respect yeah. – yeah, <sighs> sorry. You got to respect like your colleagues, like your teammates, your boys, and that puts like a lot of yeah. bad press on them. So I feel like him outing them like that is him kind of breaking the code. No, but it's like, bro code. It's like how are you gonna snitch after you seen it all and you were in the middle of it? Well, my thing is like if it was that outright, like in the public, you're either naive or incredibly arrogant to think that nobody's ever gonna pick up on it or that it's never gonna come out. You know, and apparently A.J. Hinch, Astros manager at the time, was against it and tried to disrupt the equipment or something like that. But the criticism of him is, why did he never just say, hey, we're not doing this? They would have listened if he said, hey, we are not doing this. But he never actually said that. So, I don't know. I mean, the stats, if you look at them, are kind of damning, like I said. But, I mean, I don't think there's – I don't think you illegitimize a championship, you know – but it is – it's funny because my dad is such a conspiracy theorist too. And he's just, oh, something's fishy. And I used to always laugh and say, why is it in the Major League Major League Baseball's interest to make the Astros the yeah, best team? Yeah. Like, what, where, where, what is this on? Like, on what basis? Yeah, when just a few years ago they were the worst Laughing team in the stock. league. Yeah. Well, then it's okay they actually cheated. That's actually yeah. a different story. But he feels so justified in that shit. And I'm like, man. Yeah. Cause it, all it, 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 it was, yeah. it was it, I mean, it was, still, it was. They still had one of the best farm systems to the point where other teams like the Cardinals had to cheat and figure out what we were doing. I mean, right. people forget the previous scandal. Yeah, was on the cards because what they did, what they did was they pretty much hacked. They hacked into the Astros. That's right. Scouting reports and all, all of our in our database to figure out. Okay, who are they, who are they drafting? Who are you know like what are they doing in their farm system or pretty much like G League to make their players better? So, it's yeah, wild. It's, Everybody cheats. Well, and then you have the Osuna thing. Yeah, no, no, yeah. of course, picking up Osuna. That, I premise the Astros have been involved in the past three scandals, in a way. Yeah, so Osuna, he had his domestic violence mm-hmm. scandal. Uh, but <laughs> this is where the real scandal come in. So the Astros got him. You know, he's got Scarlet Letter to a certain extent, whatever. Mm-hmm. But where the real scandal comes in is after the Astros knock off the Yankees, the assistant GM, Tobman, I forget his first name, oh, right. Made a was kind of taunting slur. like women journalists. So they would often report against Osuna and say, like, oh, you know, he's a domestic violence, a name attached to domestic violence, like they shouldn't support him. People would frequently tweet out, like, the domestic uh, violence hotline number anytime he would play, according to Tobman at least. So after the Astros win, He's like, thank God we got Osuna. Thank fucking God we got Osuna. And he kept chanting that, like yelling that at that female reporter. And the funny thing is Osuna gave up a two-run home run and actually almost lost the game for the Astros. So there was no context to what he was saying. He was literally just taunting the female reporter. So there's a lot of bad buzz around the Astros right now. So it's kind of an interesting time to be a Houstonian. Like it's always an interesting time to be Houstonian. Nobody and, ever gives and, and Houston I said, love. It, it happened the sports. week. It happened yeah. the week after. Well, I mean, shit, the same week 
I mean, right, I mean, the Texans just blew that lead, so it was just a bad taste all around. Yeah, and now we're sitting here watching the Rockets getting their lunch Without eaten by Anthony the Lakers. Davis. <laughs> this shit yep. is embarrassing, man. Yeah, this what frustrates me about the Rockets, man. Like, I, I don't get, I really don't understand this. You know, I'm like, come on, man. I mean, but they, they're playing a good team, though. So I get that. You know what I mean? But like. Like Gary was saying, we want to play them at their best. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, we're going to see them in the playoffs, hopefully. And, like, you, everybody's not in the game for the Lakers, so you have an advantage right now. We Everybody that we have is healthy right now, you know? So that's why I'm frustrated. But you're yeah. right. I mean, it's a good team, but it just, it just frustrates me. That's all. We'll see where they're at later this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of basketball. So. so closing in on an hour and a half, I'm on the home stretch. Any any other topics, gripes y'all y'all have had on your minds lately? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's definitely Houston sports heavy, but after a tough week like this, <laughs> we, we kind of need yeah, it. I, yeah, I think we needed a vent. So, Jack, any final parting words for you? Uh, nah, um, I didn't think this was all going to be about sports. <laughs> it kind of just came out to yeah, be all yeah, sports, yeah. right? That's some other topic, but I mean, it's all good. I think it was good stuff that we said. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, man, I just want to say 2020, you know, new decade. Start really doing what you want to do, man, in life. You know what I'm saying? To make you better, to make you happy in all regards. Like work, females, relationship, friends, like whatever. Like do what's going to make you happy, you know, at all times. So that's all I got to say. Hey, check out the other podcast, Play It By Ear, also on the network. Been doing some listen party pods, listening along with some music, giving our commentary on it. Check us out on Twitter at podcast at me. Check us out on Instagram at The Rep Network. Follow on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Yada, yada, yada. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out next week. Next week. Peace. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of The Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why The Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are The Real Brady Brady Bros. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Pause.